0: I told you about the decision by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas City. I'm sorry, I guess it was when? Yeah, it was yesterday we talked about this. They've decided to exit the Obamacare exchange next year, the misnamed Affordable Care Act, because it's not very affordable. These premiums doubled over the course of Obamacare being in place. And yeah, uh, insurance goes up, costs go up. But the studies that are looking at that say, okay, if you take away the normal increase in what premiums would have been, Obamacare added somewhere between 84 and 88% increase to that. That's still pretty bad. Well, the company said they lost more than $100 million on its exchange plan since 2014, and it was unsustainable. So, what does that mean to you? Bringing in Kerry Hall, America's healthcare advocate. President of Benefits by Design. He has a show every Sunday at 10 a.m. right here on KCMO. Kerry, how are you doing this morning? I am well, sir. How are you? Doing great. Let's jump right in with Blue Cross Blue Shield. Now, they're certainly not the first to pull out of the exchanges. We've seen this all across the nation, but it sure hits home here. They're the biggest carrier in the area. What do you make of all this?
1: Well, it's a sad day. Um, it's a sad day for uh, for the folks that are affected by this. It's a sad day for those of us that service them in our agency. We have twenty seven hundred people on these plans. Ninety percent of them are on Blue Cross. So you're looking at sixty seven thousand people across thirty counties that literally we'll have no place to go buy individual health insurance. And I've been doing this for 18 years, Greg. My wife and I started our company 18 years ago, selling individual health insurance. And I've never seen anything like this. It's unfortunate. It was predictable. Right. You cannot sustain these kinds of losses, and you cannot keep doing this when you're bleeding this kind of cash and, and expect it to work. It just it puts the whole company in jeopardy as far as Blue Cross is concerned. So they lose over $100 million. You know, they were the first carrier in the nation to have an ACA affordable care act plan ready to go and on the exchange blue cross of kansas city was the very first one they were in the game they were in it they were going to make it work they did their best unfortunately the problem is the way this thing was designed it was not designed properly and as a result of that the people that came in and bought insurance were those that were sick those that were older those that had issues the ones that were supposed to come in and balance the books the young millennials didn't do it. And the CBO's predictive modeling of 24 million people who were going to sign up worked out to be about 11.2 million. They missed it by a
0: few. So so let me jump in. Okay, so first of all, like you said, CBO's wrong again. They're almost always wrong on this stuff. And I know they try to do the best they can, but that's why when the CBO numbers come out and everybody says, aha, see how horrible the Republican plan is, I'm like, well, wait a second, these guys are wrong all the time. But as you mentioned, it was entirely predictable. In fact, people like you and me were saying this if people would listen, and I was called a liar when I said, hey, everybody's not going to be able to keep their plan or doctor. You're lying when we said, hey, this is going to have a death spiral happen eventually because there's no way you're going to be able to sustain this for exactly the reasons you were talking about. You're a liar. Uh, It's going to make premiums go up, not down. You're a liar. Everything we said has happened. Everything that President Obama said had turned out to not happen, Uh, and yet these big (coughs) insurance companies, they were all on board with this, carry. So Was it because they felt like, hey, this is going to happen. we got to have a seat at the table. I mean, how could they not see this coming? They're smart. They know what's going to happen.
1: Because they fought, okay, and and the big carriers, especially Aetna, who jumped in on this, uh, the the, the CEO of Aetna at the time was Ron Williams. He was actually at the White House had dinner with the president. This is absolutely going to work. I I sat with other CEOs who said the same thing, and I kept saying, no, it's not going to work, and it's not going to work because the young people are not going to pay these exorbitant premiums that have gone up 105% since the beginning of Obamacare. That's how much they've gone up. They're not going to pay it because your penalty is not strong enough. If you made the penalty, if if, if ACA had made the penalty $2,000 a year and not $600 a year, you probably would have changed this dynamic. But they didn't do that. Okay. They made the penalty $600. So do the math. If you're, if you're going to have to buy a policy it's going to cost you $600 a month versus pay the penalty and you're 22 years old and you're invincible, why would you go buy the policy? That's what they're doing. Right. So they never signed up. So the big carriers drank the Kool-Aid. They thought it was going to work. Um, and unfortunately, it didn't work. It, first of all, if you remember correctly, when they rolled it out, it was an absolute disaster. Yep. The whole online computerized system that Kathleen Sebelius put in place with her Canadian firm that, that put all this together did, an, and did a horrible job on it. Sandy Prager, who was the commissioner of the state of Kansas, a Republican, came out and endorsed this thing on KCPT. I did the big TV roundtable. People like Bridget McCanelis, who runs the health clinics here in Kansas City, absolutely going to be the best thing that ever happened to us. Yep is really going to work and I was the only one that sat there and said no it's not and you know here's the other thing
0: Carrie, is that even if they had increased (laughs) the penalty a lot like you're talking about I would still been against it because so now we're going to force people to buy insurance like you said that that now we're going to have the young younger people who are just starting out in their career subsidize people who are 50 and 60 at the peak of their career for their insurance But when they the young people barely use their insurance instead of allowing them to do things like have a catastrophic health care plan, which, by the way, I have when I had my own business when I was in my 20s, I had a catastrophic health care plan. It cost me fifty two dollars a month and I paid for the rest of it out of my health savings account because I didn't get sick. And and I was in case I got sick. I had that catastrophic, but I didn't need all these other things they wanted you to have. And that's, that's where we've gotten.
1: And, and, that's, and that's exactly correct. You know, before ACA, there was a plan in Kansas City called Affordable. If you were under the age of 30, you could buy Affordable for, I think the premiums ran about 80 or $90 a month. You could text it in, and they'd give you a quote over your phone. That's how, that's how simple it was to do it. But when ACA came in, the model was force the young ones in, make them pay the premiums, they'll balance the book against the older ones. The right. problem is the younger ones never did it. And that's the problem with government design. When government designs these kinds of programs, um, uh, you know, they they just really don't do a very good job. So what, and so this
0: is the proof in the pudding. Yeah, we're almost out of time, so let me get to what happens next. What happens to these people um, as this thing's collapsing all across the country? We have counties now that don't have any uh, exchange offers at all. We have states that have one what happens now
1: well you know that that's a that's a very big question and i honestly don't have a definitive answer that i can tell you this if you are a person that has a small business and you have two people that are employed on your business that are getting a paycheck, you can move to a group policy. And I would strongly suggest that people think about doing that. We did a ton of those last year during open enrollment um, because of the cost factors and because of the network factors. And so people that have any kind of an LLC or a sub-S or a C-corp, and they're you know, two, two people on the payroll, even if it's husband and wife, you still have an opportunity to buy a group health insurance policy that will probably be a better deal. The other thing that you can do is buy a short-term policy. Now we're hoping that They're going to change the rules on short-term policies because on the way out the door, the Obama administration changed short-term policies to only last three months. Um, Secretary Price could change that back to one year, which would give us a lifeline and get people over the hump. What I'm really hoping for is that there's going to get something, that something's going to get done in Washington that's going to either fund this thing with gap funding until they get the actual plan in place to repeal and replace or they get the repeal in place in time that the carriers come back in the market and put a plan in place again yeah. to cover all these people. Because the way it stands right now, there is no answer.
0: Okay, last thing. The CBO has come out with their scoring <laughs> of the Republican plan. You and I have talked about it. There's some things I like in this Republican plan so far. There's some things I don't. It's only the first phase. There's other phases that they say are going to do more. But the good news from the CBO, they said it would reduce the deficit. It would reduce premiums. The bad news from the CBO, they say $24 million over the next 10 years would lose insurance. However... I'm looking at this report from the Wall Street Journal today, and that's because part of that is they're counting people who would choose to have catastrophic plan like we just talked about. <laughs> that's right. Or a mini-med plan. Right. Right. Uh, as or people who are just paying the indemnity plans a fixed dollar right, per day for illness, right. they're saying that's not really insurance. so right. That's so th- exactly right. So so that? so that
1: number is bogus, and and it's it's more of the same from CBO. Uh, yeah. So if you if you buy a mini med, if you buy a um, a catastrophic plan, if you buy an indemnity plan, you don't have health insurance. No, you have health insurance. You just have the health insurance you chose. Not the one that's being forced down your throat for the exactly. federal government as we currently have now, which is failing.
0: Yep, that's big. And that's the stuff that you don't hear very much in the mainstream media reporting. They just throw out that number, and it's just it's just not accurate. Well, hey, listen, we appreciate it as always, Kerry. Uh, we'll talk with you again. Is this I, You know this isn't going to be the last story on this one.
1: Oh, no, this is going to be the ongoing saga for the rest of the summer. You can bet on that.
0: All right, well, you have a great one. We'll talk to you again soon. That's Kerry Hall, and his show is every Sunday at 10 a.m., America's Healthcare Advocate, President of Benefits by Design.